Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect Podcast. We are so glad that you are joining us. Whether you're listening to this or watching this, we are so happy that you are here with us. As always, the Ripple Effect Podcast is just a behind-the-scenes look at what's going on here at Timberlake Christian Church. It also gives you some information that you might need to know coming up on this week. So we're so glad that you're here with us. Our usual way that we do this is we have a recap of last Sunday, then we give you the TLCC top three of what you need to know going into this week, and then we have a spotlight for the week and close it all up with a blessing to send you on your way. But before we do any of that, let's get our introductions out of the way. I am happy to be back in the studio. Mm -hmm. Uh, My name is Daniel. I was gone last week, but Mary and Brian, not Brian. Mary and Levi and Laura Mm -hmm. did a great job last week, but this week we got Brian in the studio with us, Mm -hmm. and Rachel is here. Um, She volunteers every time to come on this podcast. (laughs) It's hard to keep her away. I'm just kidding. Some people like it. You know, some people like to talk and feel like they enjoy being recorded, and other people do not, and that's okay. But Rachel does have the sponsor of the week. So, Rachel, what's the sponsor of the week? Saltines. Oh, are you sick? My husband is sick. Oh, but, oh no. <laughs> um, no, saltines because in a couple weeks we're having the soup fundraiser. Okay. So um, it's just a way for the high schoolers to help make some money to go on trips for the summer. Okay. Um, and so this is, it's like a donation thing. So people just donate what they can. But uh, that's what's going on in our neck of the woods. So. Saltine crackers. Did you ever make saltine cracker sandwiches? Yeah. With like some peanut butter still in the middle? Do. do you still do that? Yeah, we do that I at our house. I definitely had that for lunch. Like, <laughs> there's a box of saltines <laughs> in the kitchen, and I forget my lunch every you single day. Put a little bit so. of peanut butter in there. So, yeah. so I'm just like sitting in my office, and I've got a sleeve of saltines and a big old cup of peanut butter, and Levi's over there working. Now I know so. if I'm hungry, there's snacks over there. Yeah. My favorite was, uh, I do like the peanut butter, but... Um, if my parents ever had like summer sausage um, and then you get that and a slice of cheese, put it mm-hmm. on there. It's delicious. Um, sometimes I think it's something to do with their school. My boys will make homemade butter Ooh. and they just put it on saltines and have a little snack. Delicious. Last week, I think it was Friday or Saturday. Mm-hmm. I hadn't had lunch or some. Anyway, I was up here working and like the only thing I could find was in the kitchen. There's a box of saltines <laughs> left over from something. I had like half, yeah, half a yeah. save of saltines. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. You just do what you can. When you're hungry at church, you either raid the kitchen or you raid the children's area because usually there's some stuff. I, I found an ice cream cone that was in the freezer, and I uh, really think it must have been from last summer or something because uh, that, it was very... frosted over? No, rubbery. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it was the last one, and I ate it. So. Uh, that's good. Uh, well, comment below if you're watching this video on questionable foods that you have eaten. Maybe <laughs> growing up, you're like, this was a, a snack that we had, and I still eat it to this day. Uh, but that is your sponsor of the week, Saltine Crackers, because we've got a fundraiser coming up. When is it? A couple weeks, on the 18th. On the 18th. We'll announce that uh, coming up, getting closer. But that's always a fun day. Um, you come, you enjoy the food, and uh, you can donate what you can give and what you feel led to give. That way it helps our students with their trips and make sure that as many students as we have uh, and are able to go um, have the money to go on some great trips. So there you go. Let's recap Sunday. Uh, This past Sunday, we um, really got into uh, our series that we're talking about uh, called Intentional Churches. And um, 
it was a good Sunday. You led music, mm-hmm. and I didn't see anything go wrong with music or tech or uh, lights. <laughs> Did I don't think so. First hour, I messed up one song, but probably nobody would know. All right, let's me. get into the details. What part exactly? <laughs> well, it was the song Kirsten led, uh, Battle Belongs. Oh, okay. At practice, we changed up how we did it, but I'd already practiced it like, you know, four times the other way. So I'm curious if anyone who's watching this or listening to this could pinpoint that. Like, I said if they saw anything, it would be our facial expressions. Because <laughs> Kirsten looks over at me and like scowls like, what are you we doing? talked about this like five minutes ago. I felt so bad. Because oh, it was a part where she's supposed to build up and then I just like cut it off. <laughs> But uh, anyway, that's why I always say, like, you know, if you're, you know, sometimes with songs, you just follow the leader and mm-hmm. uh, and you just got to go with it. Mm-hmm. So that's live music. Yeah. Um, no, that was really, really good. And uh, we talked about the teachings of Jesus and what the apostles doctrine is. And basically, it's the teachings of Jesus that he handed down to the apostles that they have handed down faithfully to us. And devoting yourself to those teachings uh, is incredibly important because it transforms the way that you think and how you treat one another. So that's what we talked about. Rachel, is there anything interesting or exciting that happened for you? Um, Well, not for me. Um, I was only there for first hour for Sunday school, but because Alec Mm -hmm. started his new Sunday school class with your wife. That was exciting. They started their new class, um, but our boys were sick. So we did a quick the switcher. We did a quick flip flop drive home really fast so he can come in. Yeah. Um, there but was, we started a new series in the high school classes, so I'm, it's, I'm actually just now transitioning over into the high school class for a few months mm-hmm. um, until June when the new middle schoolers move up. So other than that, it's been nice being with the high schoolers again for mm-hmm. a little bit. For those of you who don't know, our junior high and high school ministries meet during the first hour of church, and they have uh, Bible study together, and they're split junior high and high school, mm-hmm. and um, and you guys do a great job of leading that. I, you are the second person. There was another couple on Sunday that were doing the switcherooski, mm-hmm. where one came first service and then went home to their sick kids, and then the other one came for second service. Yeah. Um, that happens. Yeah. yeah. That mm-hmm. absolutely happens. Yeah. Well, good. Um, and you're not going to get sick at all, so that's good. That's <laughs> I, She's staying strong. I go on record as I am always the last one to get sick. Oh, okay. And my husband will say he never got sick until <laughs> we got married. He says when we, when we got married, I started uh, getting sick. And I was like, Whoa. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, he eats pretty healthy until we got married. So <laughs> I don't really eat You introduced him to all sorts I guess. Of stuff. I guess. So. Oh, that's funny. We had the new uh, stage design. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. I was excited about that. And... A lot of people commented, Mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Levi helped make that. The design came up. uh, People kept asking me, where did you get that idea? I'm like, this is just a huge craft project. (laughs) He went up there and looked at it. Uh, In fact, one person said, we made these kind of things, like in grade school, Mm -hmm. on a a seven-inch thing. And the thing was... um, Recently, I was having a conversation with somebody, I don't remember where it was, about environment, Mm -hmm. the atmosphere in which we worship. And I said, you have uh, left brain, right brain people. I mean, you have some people that literally they don't care. Mm -hmm. We could be just having white walls, you know, brown carpet, visuals are nothing, you know, for them. But for a lot of us, visuals mean a lot. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't. They don't become the main thing. Yeah. Like 
you can go way too far with that with what we do with lighting with the uh, stage props projectors you know LEDs we've talked about LED wall <clears throat> a lot of churches put in LED walls that cost tens hundreds of thousands of dollars and um, coming it, coming it, soon there's a no, uh, someday we may have one because the price of them keeps coming down yeah. and it may get realistic at yeah. some point yeah. but but what I where I was going with that was the environment uh, the the comments like I hear Sunday make a big case for putting time in what we did this week cost very little money so it wasn't much money but there was a lot of time put into it and the comments that I get are like it just uh, sets the tone and helps me relax or produces energy depending on what we do with the lighting with it it can do a lot of different things and um, aesthetics mean a lot to a lot of people yeah. and that's why we put we do put money and time into yeah. that do you remember it was one of the first sermon series I did it wasn't the first one but it was that first year we did a sermon series on um, Hosea Oh yeah, and we it was about we did we messed with the idea of scarlet, you know, because mm -hmm. Hosea mm -hmm. is that story of uh, his wife, you know, not being faithful to him, and we bought a bunch of white fabric and we draped yeah. it everywhere. We still have that. And one of the first comments to me was, "Is this a wedding?" Because <laughs> uh -huh. it looked like a it kind of looked like a kinda fancy did, wedding. Yeah. But you know, I do remember that. That was one of my favorites, actually. I, well, I love it was favorite very, designs. It was or, very, yeah, it was just super simple. I thought so. Too. I thought it was really pretty. It's really trial and error, is what mm -hmm. it is, and it's kind of like you're you when you're learning how to decorate your own home and what you want it to feel like and what you want it to be like is trial and error. So, well, I, I was describing it like what makes a big difference in where you decide to go out to eat. A lot of times, is the environment. Yeah, um, there are exceptions. I don't want to mention any names, but there are places people go here in town that have zero environment, yeah. but they have great food and they still go there. Yeah. But for the most part, we like going to places that have a good atmosphere to them. <laughs> if I can throw peanuts on the floor, it's a place for me. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Well, if you missed uh, the new stage design or if you missed any of the things that happened on Sunday, especially the service, you can go to tlcc.church and catch up on those services, or you can just check out the services on our Facebook page. Um, we'll continue in the series called Intentional Church, and this coming week we're going to be talking about communion, which I'm very excited about, and uh, what it means to break bread and to remember Christ's sacrifice. So that should be exciting. All right, let's move on to the TLCC top three. Here's the top three things you need to know for this week. Brian, go. Okay. First one is this coming weekend is the men's second Saturday. So it's a light breakfast, donuts and coffee usually. Um, I call that an appetizer. Yeah. <laughs> I don't eat breakfast. So I, don't, breakfast I go buy the, the donuts and they don't eat them. I love breakfast <clears throat> yeah. so much. Mm -hmm. And if we're going to do it right, I would I would bring in, I would make eggs over like yeah. over easy, over medium bagels. Little cheese, little egg, and put on, put on a bagel. Have like bagel sandwiches. We Sorry, could have donut bagel? sandwiches. Bag, bagel. Bagel. Uh, Is bagel. that a Delaware thing? Well, you just tell me. I don't know. <laughs> a bagel. We go home. Like my, my O's are weird too sometimes. Home. Maybe it's because I spent time with my family that my mm -hmm. it's coming out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. There was also a friend. We, I met someone's dad who's like a New Yorker, so that my Eastern mm -hmm. accent was coming out a little more. <laughs> okay, so what time is the men's? 7.30 a.m. 
right here at the church in the coffee bar mm-hmm. this this Saturday. Okay. All right. The next thing is the uh, deeper mm-hmm. class is yeah. coming up. If you're newer to the church, never attended deeper. That's this Sunday, and then the following one we meet for two sessions, and that's at ten forty-five in the back corner of the building. Uh, that's northeast corner of the building, right mm-hmm. at M four hundred five four hundred six. So we hope that some of you show up for that. And then the last thing we want to talk about is Missouri Christian Convention. I'll let you talk about that because you're on that team. It's about a month away. The Missouri Christian <clears throat> Convention is a convention that's been going on for a long time. It's actually our 50th year wow. uh, this year, which is bicentennial. What's no, right? bicentennial would be 25. Two. I don't know what oh, that is. Well, What's 50? So. Semi-centennial. Is, that how you is centennial 100 years? I don't know. Somebody please. Years. Okay, yeah. so... This is half of that. Half a cent. I don't know what it's. It's our 50th year celebration. It's a convention where uh, Christian churches from all over Missouri come together, and we have a weekend where there are teachers, there's workshops, there's um, uh, fellowship times and uh, main sessions, there's sponsors, there's ministries from all over Missouri that are being highlighted. Um, it's a great time uh, for you to connect with other people and other Christians in Missouri. It's a great time to be encouraged, and it's also a fun time for your family. Uh, that weekend, it's Friday and Saturday, uh, March 8th and 9th, and that that Friday and Saturday is there's stuff for kids, there's stuff for youth, and um, it's just a great convention all around. If you want to register for that, you go to mcconvention.org, and you can get a room there if you'd like. It's at the Lodge of the Four Seasons at the Lake of the Ozark. You can get a room there. You can register for the convention, uh, pretty reasonable rates, and it's just a great time to be encouraged. So we are, if if we have, we have to find a volunteer who's willing to drive the van, because Brian and I will both be down mm-hmm. there early. But uh, usually we'll send a van down on Saturday. So if you don't want to spend the night, but you want to participate, uh, the registrations for the convention are really, really cheap. And you can just pay the registration fee and then be there all day Saturday. You'll hear three or two different speakers in the main sessions. And then there's two different times of workshops and times for kids stuff as well. So that's always an option that we'll have. We'll get signups out uh, this week for if you're interested in, in going. Uh, we'll, we'll need enough people to sign up to go in the van to be able to send one, but mm-hmm. that is coming up. So uh, be looking out for more information or go to mcconvention.org and sign up today. So that's your TLCC Top 3. Men's Second Saturday is coming up this Saturday at 7.30 a.m. here at the church. We've got deeper class coming up on Sunday, um, and that goes for two weeks. So if you are newer and want to get connected to the church a little bit more, that's a great option for you during our second hour. Or if you know people that are kind of on the fringe or maybe you've invited to church a couple times, that's a great uh, next step for them. And then the Missouri Christian Convention, which is coming up soon, go to mcconvention.org. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of stuff. Okay, well, that's basically all we have for you this week. We don't have a sponsor of the week. We've got some things coming up down the pipeline, but this is going to be a little shorter of an episode, which nobody is screaming <laughs> at or being angry at. Um, I did have a quick question for both of you. 
because we got to throw a question out there. Uh, this is just a primer question for this coming Sunday. Um, what was your, what, what has been, is there a best communion experience and worst communion experience that you've ever had? Um, I heard uh, a joke and I was, I don't think I'm going to say it on Sunday, but I can say it here. And it's uh, why do Protestants um, not talk about the, uh, communion. Oh, I just messed up the joke. I can't, I, this is why I can't say it on, on, on the week. I, I forget what the joke, the setup line is, but the punchline was weak. We don't know how to spell Eucharist was the punchline. Oh. But, but if you, if you think about, okay, here's my, here's a, a, a time was like a great communion experience. And then like, maybe not so great a communion experience. Do you have anything? And I can go first because give you a moment to think. Yeah. So my, it's actually, I, the, it's the same communion experience that was both probably one of my favorites and worst. It was kind of combined. Mm -hmm. And it was when I went to a Lutheran church with my Nana and they had two lines. One was for adults who got the wine because they had the glass and then they actually had the wine and one was for kids. So I went to the kids one and I knew enough about communion to know that, okay, we're celebrating and remembering Jesus' death um, and what he did for me. And so I take the communion and, and I go and I come back to the seat and I take the bread and I drink the juice, but it was wine. Someone had given me the wine mm -hmm. and I started to spit it out of my mouth. And my Nana was like, don't spit it out of your mouth. Don't spit it out of your mouth. So then I drank it. And then, and then I had a really cool story to tell that I drank wine to my mm -hmm. brothers and sisters. Mm -hmm. So it was very awkward and weird because it tasted nasty, but yeah. then it was a really good experience. Yeah. Uh, so it's not super holy of a remember, <laughs> uh, but it was a good one. So yeah. good communion experience back. In yeah. Um, I have a few bad ones, but Ooh. I'll share just one. Um, and it was, this was back when I was in high school. I, I might've been in middle school and I had a youth minister at the time and we had gone on a hiking trip, kind of like like we would go to Rockbridge or whatever. So we went on this hiking trip. There's a place near where I grew up called Hawking Hills, and I think it was Hawking Hills. So we went there, and we're hiking, and we're finding these waterfalls, and we get to the top of this waterfall, and he's like, okay, we're going to share communion. Well, he had forgot to bring communion. Uh -huh. So communion was literally Doritos nice. and Mountain Dew. Oh, yeah, okay. I like it. And I, I like was just it. like, I mean— Whatever, like God can take it. It's fine. Mm -hmm. um, but I just remember thinking, like that was kind of disappointing. Because mm -hmm. um, it was going to be this great experience. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, Some might argue the Doritos and Mountain Dew made it better. If you were a middle school boy. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. that's what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> um, good. I mean, I've had several good ones. Like I remember being in England um, over Easter, actually taking mm -hmm. communion at a church there, and you've been to England. Mm -hmm. Over gonna, Easter. It was super cool. We're going to have to talk about this. It's super cool. That's cool. Um, yeah. Probably, like, that's, like, probably what comes to my mind is is taking Easter in another, like, Easter communion in another country. Because your eyes are just wide open because it's all I'm new. taking in everything. It's all new. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, just, like, little ones, like, having a particularly powerful experience at camp mm -hmm. or, or something like that. But nothing, like, really... All the ones that stick out were the really bad ones. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't want to share all those. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start with one of the best. I wouldn't say it's the best, but the first thing that came to mind was when scrolling through my master's program at Lincoln, mm -hmm. there was this one class where we had um, shared a lot with each other. It was called Shaping the Heart. And um, so at the end of the week, you have a little worship service together. And communion is part of that. And 
um, during the communion time, you were pretty much paired up with somebody and you shared, it was like true communion, <clears throat> both with God, as it's supposed to be, but also um, you had shared deeply with somebody else that mm -hmm. week and uh, back and forth between you, the body of Christ broken for you, the blood of Christ shed for you, knowing that you'd shared a bunch of the struggles that you've had throughout your life and mm -hmm. stuff. That was really meaningful. Mm -hmm. um, the other one I want to share is not the worst. I have other ones, kind of like she said, <laughs> of situations I've been in. Uh, but one of the things that came to mind was uh, whenever we took a staff retreat one time, this is a little more funny than uh, bad, but we, we went to a Catholic convent. Oh, yeah. And uh, I don't that you weren't here for this, were you? Mm -hmm. Okay. It was the one so that we were going to try to go to again, but I didn't Doug get to go. And, and Alan, Alan yeah. Mary, Cheryl probably was there. <clears throat> anyway, we went to this. Uh, we rented out some rooms at a convent in Springfield, Illinois. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> so we went to one of their morning services at like 7 o'clock. They call it morning prayer. Mm -hmm. It's like a homily, and they took communion there. At least the day we were there, they did. And so you went forward and you put the little wafer on your tongue, but we didn't get the juice. And we were like, well, that's kind of weird. We only get have the, the, body, the body of Christ, but not the blood of Christ, you know? <laughs> and then he does his little thing, you know, they have, it's a ritual mm -hmm. with a bunch of readings and things. And honestly, I enjoyed, I like other experiences. So I enjoyed going and seeing what they do. And they had a lady that even helped us through, you know, they have like three different books that they use. One is a hymnal, one's a prayer book, and one's a yeah. mass mm -hmm. book, basically, uh, liturgy. So she would help us find the right page, really hospitable in that way. But at the end of the communion time, the father or whoever he was, whatever he's called, takes the whole thing of wine and just chugs it. <laughs> Chugs everybody's uh, everybody's drink. everybody's so everybody yeah. didn't get the no the nobody juice. else there got the juice he just chugged the entire goblet full uh, of wine and uh, <clears throat> anyway we were trying to hold it together that's funny I was waiting for Alan to say something okay. uh, of course we did afterwards yeah. but it was just one of those yeah. weird experiences mm -hmm. I since we have a minute I will say. Some of the experiences I've had taking communion have made me more aware of what like new people would feel like. Because yeah. I was at an Episcopal church singing one time in high school, and they weren't hospitable at all. They had all this stuff that they've memorized that, they didn't and a lot of it was around of. communion time that they just start rattling off, and nobody else. It's not in a book, not on a projector, so we just felt out of place, and um, they did the communion where like I'd never done communion this way but everybody else just went up and did it with no explanation where you pick, take a piece of bread and dip it in the, the juice mm -hmm. or, and it was wine so that took me by surprise too mm -hmm. uh, I didn't spit it out but you know <laughs> uh, you're just surprised when it's not normal for you but it made me realize like we need to explain things mm -hmm. and realize there's people in our midst that don't know what's going on, don't know what this symbolizes. Yeah. 
Well, we're going to talk about communion and what it means and the differences in different denominations and why we still continue to do it today. And it kind of goes into the blessing of the week that I wanted to give you. Um, the blessing of the week uh, is all about um, God asking us to be patient. I was reading today in Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9. It was the verse of the day on my uh, uh Bible app that I use. And 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill His promises, as some of us count slowness, um, but He's patient towards you, not wishing that you should any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And that's a great promise, especially for those of us who've been praying for loved ones or people around us who we really hope their hearts change towards God. But it also reminds you and me uh, that we have to wait on God. Um, God is patient and he moves at his timeline and we have to be patient and wait on him as well. And that's not always easy to do. But while we are waiting, we are reminded and we participate in activities that remind us that God is with us. And communion is one of those special times where we're reminded um, of what God has done for us, but also that the presence of God is with us through Jesus as we remember his death, his burial and his resurrection. And I hope that that comes out this Sunday. But for you this week, if you're patiently waiting on something or feel like God is asking you to wait, just remember that he doesn't leave you alone in that period of waiting. Um, we are to trust in him. We are to wait on his timing, but also to find strength in the remembrance that God has not left you alone. So as you're waiting this week, just remember Emmanuel. God is with you. That's all we have for you this week. I hope that you enjoyed it, and I hope that you join us next week here on the Ripple Effect Podcast. We'll see you guys later.